Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be so when it hit that in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and won. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Sorry, Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? This is Dan Garcia from the All Angels Podcast. Um, it is another special interview edition podcast today. Um, today I speak with the guys from Talking Halos, another podcast that um, covers Angels baseball and everything. So uh, a really good podcast. Uh, Derek, their main guy, does an awesome job um, with the podcast and, and kind of like what we did with Taylor Blake Ward from Lockdown Angels podcast. We just kind of talked about the season overall right now and how it's going, but definitely I would say us talking Halos and Lockdown Angels, three podcasts about Angels baseball, but three do it three totally different ways. Um, you know, you got Lockdown Angels that does it every day. Uh, we're more of a weekly, you know, sometimes twice a week kind of deal, and then Derek does it, uh, you know, I believe it was three times a week. So, um, all talking about the, the team that everyone likes to watch and uh hopefully you know if you guys have the options to listen to more than you know one podcast you give one of theirs a a, a shot and because they do both do really good jobs so before i play that interview it's a new football season antonio brown is on the raiders and Le'Veon bell is on the jets odell beckham is in cleveland the one thing that hasn't changed where i'm putting my money down on all the games my bookie is the place to bet NFL games every weekend. MyBookie has the better has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year they're hosting the first online hand cap hand capping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least a hundred thousand dollars and it only costs a hundred dollars to enter. All you gotta do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash pool. That's my that's why my bookie is always the Always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBoogie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most reward player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the under-over on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and get up to $200 in free bets. Use promo code ANGELS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ANGELS when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. So again, like I said, here is my interview with the guys from Talking Halos. 
So we are joined now on the All Angels podcast, doing a little bit of a, a, a cross-promotion, if you will. The guys from the uh, Talking Halos, we got uh, Derek Ciapala and Eric Kearns. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. I'm doing wonderful. It's a wonderful day full of joy and cheer and full of sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Uh, we are recording this Sunday after the um, sweep, unfortunately, of the uh, from the Cleveland Indians, but... Um, so let me ask you this. Let me just start on this. Where were your expectations of the season coming into it? And how has it changed with obviously everything that's happened over the year? I look at it. Um, I looked at it as this team was a 75 to 85 win team after about a month in the season. I reevaluated and kind of put it at about 75 wins. I Watching them go throughout the year and get their ups and downs, my mind never really has changed. If they if they compete and they go above expectations, fine. Um, I've never been one though to deviate from their actual plan. I'm a big believer in if you want to actually build a foundation for the future, you you get a plan, you stick to it, you follow through with it. So my my views on this team have not really changed too much since probably late April. They're going to be about a 75 win team. I've been pinpointing the schedule beginning really mid August on as this gauntlet. And to me, if they happen to survive it, great. If not, it's what I expected. Well, uh, so for me, uh, Nick, um, I would say I came in. I thought they should have made the second wild card going into the season. And then uh, obviously Upton got injured. Uh, we lost Simmons for a little bit. Uh, obviously the unfortunate timely loss of Tyler Skaggs. Uh, it, it was, it's been really rough at times. I've, I've kind of went back and forth at first. I kind of wanted them to just like trade away Listella, Calhoun, try to see what they can get as far as prospects for these guys and then they went on a winning streak. They were playing really well after the unfortunate loss of Tyler Skaggs. And I changed my mind. I was like, hey, why don't we try to go and get a Trevor Bauer? Why don't, you get, why don't we try and go get a Strowman? And obviously that didn't go through. I, the Angels started going through some more injuries. And now we're I'm in the mood where it's like, I don't know if I want to say tank it, but you know, if they lost 65% of the games, I wouldn't lose any sleep. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting a top 10 pick if that's even possible so that we can, you know, build for next season. And I would like to see him try to bring up Adele. That's the one guy I want to see him bring up in September so he can replace Calhoun next year. And we have good one to, to back up all three outfielders uh, as in Trout and uh, Upton as well. Yeah, that's kind of how Johnny and I kind of felt coming into the season is that they're going to be a 500 team. And we always figured their top end was going to be, you know, two to three games above 500 if everything went kind of nothing crazy happened, which obviously that went out the window, you know, seems like right off, right when the up and injury happened in, in spring training, but uh, kind of now moving forward to uh, the angels. Now, uh, you know, they have a really tough schedule coming to uh, coming up with the rest of August and in September playing a lot of playoff contending teams um, as an angel fan. What do you, what do you want to see out of it? Do, I mean, obviously the wins might not be there. Is there any like secondary kind of thing that you want to see as a fan with this team? I, for me, the angels have to stick with the plan. I have been taking so much heat on talking halo social media 
um, because I'm not ready to burn up or the ground yet. And the reason why is because I've done enough studying American sports history to know that the data shows, and this is not analytics. I'm not talking about OPS and all that jazz. I'm talking just historical data shows that when you give somebody who's qualified and Billy Epler is qualified, by the way, time to actually complete their plan teams want to be better for it and what i mean by that is go look at houston go look at i can go into the dodgers i can go look at the pittsburgh Steelers over the last 25 years i remember i'm gonna go i'm going to football here because i have deep deep roots in football but football and baseball the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that rarely ever lets a coach go. How rare? They go from Chuck Knoll, who was there for darn near 30 years. They go to Bill Cower, who resigned after like 16 years, and now they've had Mike Tomlin there for almost a decade. So in the course of those years, especially early on Bill Cowher's tenure, that team lost games. They lost a lot of games, and people couldn't figure out, well, what's going on in Pittsburgh? They need to fire Cowher. And eventually, Cowher makes him into a perennial contender with the occasional up and down. I look at teams like, like the Astros who went and did a rebuild. All these teams, what they do is they come up with an organizational plan, they institute that plan, they fall through, and they never deviate. And when they don't deviate, when they don't get tempted by the pretty lights and go somewhere else, they wind up being all right. So what we're seeing at the major league level this year is this temptation, hey, let's go look at the pretty lights, let's go make a move now, and in the end, it's going to burn you somewhere. And so I'm okay with Epler not making the moves. I'm okay with Epler sticking to it. I know that folks are, are angry and say, well, Four-year plan. He hasn't had a winning season the four years he's been here. Well, it's you're, you're building from the bottom up. You're not building from the top down. You're going from the bottom up. And over a course of time, what you're gambling on, what you're believing is, is those young guys you're building from the bottom eventually get to the up, get to the top. And that's what we're seeing now in a young core. Well, for me, I would say I want to see Trout win an MVP. And I would like to – the other thing is I'd like to see Adele come up. That's the one guy I want to see. He's the big top four prospect that we got. He's a five-star prospect if you're looking at it from a college football stance. Um, I just want to see how he does. I mean, I wanna, I'm intrigued about Adele. I was intrigued when they drafted him a couple years ago. Obviously, we got Canning up, and that's been pretty good, I think, for the most part. His record may not show it. And I want to see what Adele can do because I, I think his future is really bright, and I want to hope, hope the Angels can uh, – try to finish out the season as strong as they can. But if like, again, if they lose 65% of their games, I won't lose any sleep. Uh, hopefully we can get a decent draft pick and uh, move forward and try to go get Garrett Cole next season. Yeah, I can, I completely agree with you as far as um, there's a plan there. And, and if you listen to any of the trout pot, or uh, Trout press conference from when he signed it, the extension to, you know, there's been another handful of uh, media, you know, conferences as he had. He said he's always mentioned the the minor league system and the and the prospects that they have, and he sees this coming. So, for Epler not to go out there and sign a big name at this trade deal, and I think it was perfectly understandable because there was a plan in place, and and he's sticking to it, whether or not, um, you know, fans agree or not. He's just kind of, you know, full steam ahead. 
Um, you know, kind of about Epler, uh, Nick, how do you feel about Epler and the job that he's done so far? I think he's done a pretty solid job. I mean, it's not perfect. Um, I like what he's done with the minor league system. The Otani, getting Otani was a big one. And then re-signing Trout. I mean, that can't be understated, the fact that he got Trout signed two years before his contract was up, sold him on his plan, sold him on his vision. And I do think the vision is going to come complete. And I do agree with Derek. You know, they did have a plan, and they're sticking to it. So I, I can't complain. Obviously, if you want to be a naysayer, you can bring up the Dark Knight. You can bring up uh, Cahill. You can bring up Cody Allen. Uh, some of these signings. But, I mean, at the same time, he got Listella for, for nothing. He got Goodwin for nothing. Um, he found Noe Ramirez. I mean, he's found some guys who are really – Tyler Buttry, uh, The Undertaker. Uh, you know, he found these guys that have really done well for the most part. I mean – couple of those guys like Buttry and Hansel Robles are, you know, kind of having issues, but they're also used way too much. Um, so I think he's done a really good job and I'll go a step further. I think Osmus has done a pretty solid job. Yeah. That's another thing that, I mean, I'm sure uh, Derek on your, on your Twitter and on your uh, social media platforms, I'm sure you've seen a uh, plenty of uh, questions, say questioning, uh, how Osmus has been doing. How do you feel about his managing his first season with the, with the team? Well, it's not perfect. Uh, you know, he takes a lot of criticism for how he handles pitchers and he's staying purely analytics here in terms of when starting pitchers are getting to the third time through the line, they're hitting last I checked it was over 320 against Angel starting pitching. And, uh, that's bad. You know, obviously it's bad. And he, so he's saying, you know what, let's get these guys out of here. The reality is he hasn't had much to work with though with starting pitching. It's been bad all year. It's, it's never been really effective. And that puts him in a position where he has to use a bullpen up. I, I, my only criticism, I guess would be let canning, let Suarez, let some of these guys fight through even in these tougher moments, because this is going to help them later on. You're you're going to make them tougher and more, well, grittier by allowing them to fight some more. And I'm hoping to see that now as the year goes on. Let them fight through some situations and don't be so quick to bail. Today with Berea was a great example of that, you know what, your guys are hurt. You're already getting swept the series. It's already been bad. Let, let them fight through a little more. What's the worst going to happen at this point? You're going to lose? You've already you, – you've already – you're already in trouble. Just go ahead and leave them out a little bit longer and see what you can get. Yeah, I, you know, I, and I want to ask both of you guys this, and then we'll go to Derek first, but your thought on the whole m- manager position in general, probably within now to what it was, you know, let's say five, seven, eight years ago, where it's way more, like you said, analytically driven and maybe even front office, more front office driven as far as these these plans how do you feel about how the managerial position has gone i think there's a place in the game for analytics you need to know data the more data you can know and understand it helps you in the in the course of the game the danger is is when the data overpowers your instincts in the game brad osmus has been in this game for a long time and he should have the instincts in certain situations to say, you know what, the data is not going to work here. I can't say for fact or fiction 
whether that's been the case or not. I'm just saying overall in general picture, and he's the manager of the team. I'm going to use his name. That's what he should be having. That's, that's how it should be. And um, when you get to the point where analytics is all of it, then you're not really a manager anymore. You're just kind of like the human computer who's just looking at a sheet and saying, okay, do this. That's not what you need in the baseball field. You need a guy who actually knows the game, the ins and outs of it, and actually can see the matchups three, four innings down the road. And that's what his job is. And so that's what I got to believe he's going to do. Well, I think uh, Moneyball took over a lot of people's uh, mindset as far as baseball, but the analytics. Um, I think sometimes you got to go with your gut. You know, I, I wish the Angels would do a little bit more hit and run, steal more bases, uh, more old school baseball. Um, but I mean, I realize that the, the game has changed. People are doing shifts. Um, hitting guys can't hit, you know, to the to the, to break the shift. You know, um, so the game has changed. Uh, I, I do think the GM does kind of run the game more than maybe the manager does, which I'm not a big fan of. But I, I can't disagree with Derek, what he just said, basically. How do you guys see the team? I asked Brett Bollinger of MLB.com this, but how do you guys see the team spring training, breaking camp next year, the, the difference between the team now you see – and the team you will probably end up seeing uh, when camp uh, breaks next uh, next spring. I think we'll see a um, – jeez, I don't even say it right. Well, they're going to be a better baseball team. I honestly believe that. They're going to be a better baseball team. They're going to be a team that's grittier, tougher. They're going to have gone through a lot of things over the, these next two months. They're going to help prepare them for next year. And I think in the end – they're going to have a better starting lineup in terms of their pitching. They're going to have a better pitching staff next year. So I'm expecting them to come out next year and be a real deal contender. And it's not just going to be this, the, the pitching they get. It's going to be the downsides of this year, the experience they went through this year. It's going to build character in a lot of those guys. If you get to know these personalities, and we did, if you look at how they reacted to Tyler's passing, those are men of character. These are men of perseverance. You saw it, how they fought back and how they're, you know, they're, they're drained now, but they, they've been fighting. So I like the mentality of these guys on this roster. I like where they're going, and I think it's going to make them into a better group of baseball players entering next season, get a couple signings out there in the pitching staff for starters. Maybe just maybe Otani's back, and all of a sudden you have a respectable pitching staff, if not even a good pitching staff. So uh, for me, I think they're going to be competing for a wild card spot, possibly even the division. I'm going to I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to stand on a table and basically say, I do believe the Angels are going to are going to sign Garrett Cole, and I do think he's going to be the difference maker to at least make us get in the second, possibly the first wild card, and even push the Astros to the limit as far as even winning the division. Um, I do like what the Angels got going on. The, the plan is working. The plan is in progress. Eventually, we will get Adele either this season or next season. Uh, Trout's always going to be Trout. Um, you know, hopefully, Pools can, you know, play decent. Otani as a pitcher, I think, would be really big. I like our bullpen, even though it's been taxed this season. I do think next year they're going to go in a lot stronger. Uh, and I do think our starting pitching is going to get better. You know, I believe Canning's going to get better. Uh, Suarez, Sandoval. 
those guys, Berea, I think they're all going to, you know, come around and, and I, and I even, I even think Haney will come around and, uh, you know, you never know. They might make another trade. Maybe Lestella's still on the team. Maybe he's not. I, I think we're going to make the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm definitely going to stand on the table and say that we go out to Garrett Cole though. Oh yeah. I definitely think that's a main, um, you know, like I said, I, I talked to uh, the MLB writer, Rhett Bollinger last week, and he said that's definitely, he would say their number one, uh, target this off season. And also too, he was actually asking around about the angel organization and, uh, how the angels run things at the all-star break. He was hearing from people. So, Again, a, lo- a local SoCal boy that you know might want to come home to one of the SoCal teams, and definitely if you look at money-wise and and stuff like that, I think the Angels fit perfectly in that 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 spot where he can fit. Um, so a little bit what we like to do too on on the podcast is talk to especially first-time guests um, a little bit more about themselves. So I'll start with you, Derek. Derek, you are not in Southern California as we speak. You are in Ohio. How? Is a guy in Ohio uh, an Angel fan? Well, I was a military brat, and during my time where I started falling in love with sports, we were stationed out at in Long Beach, California, the old Navy base out there. So, it just happened to be I'm in the Navy Exchange. I go in and get my first pack of baseball cards. I remember the set, the 1986 set, and the first card I get is a Bobby Gritch Angels card. Bam! There you go, Angels fan ever since. Pretty simple, actually. Yeah, short and simple to the point. What about you, Nick? Well, I, I was in the better branch of the military. I was in the Army. Um, but what got me as an Angel fan, growing up, I remember uh, going to Palm Springs and seeing them play their spring training, Chili Davis, uh, Mark Langston. Uh, I'm blanking on a couple other guys. Tim Salmon was out there. And I just remember being a big fan. Uh, and I always loved going to Angel Stadium. I didn't ever like going to Dodger Stadium. It was too far. It's packed. The parking's horrible. Uh, some of the fans are sometimes rude, disrespectful. Um, just growing up an Angel fan. And I, then I fell in love with Garrett Anderson. That, Well, until Mike Trout came around, Garrett Anderson was my favorite uh, Angel all time. He gets sometimes overlooked, which is completely unfortunate. Um, and – Unfortunately, I wasn't here for the 2002 World Series. I was in basic training in uh, the great state of Oklahoma. <laughs> so what about nowadays? Uh, you know, I'm guessing, Nick, you probably go to a handful of games. I know, Derek, you were at the Cleveland game being, you know, you're over there. But um, collectible stuff, you know, you're saying, Derek, how you had cards when you were a kid. Is there anything else now that you collect? It could even be outside of baseball. Is it anything that you like to collect um, uh, just anything. Oh, well, right now I'm collecting podcast episodes. Does that count? Um, <laughs> so for me right now, my, my daughter is about to turn four this week and she's been really getting into bobbleheads. And so when I got a Mike Trout bobblehead, John sent to me not too long ago, she loved that thing. And now, now she's got a collection of little bobbleheads in her room. She's got, she's got her, an Indians one, from the game on Saturday. And then when I went out for training a couple weeks ago in New York, the uh, got one from the Yankees. I mean, I can give them a shout out too, because I was a big train wreck. So yeah, bobbleheads right now are the big thing. I collected all kinds of angels programs and memorabilia growing up and still have them. So those are the things I, I've kept over the years, and especially for the angels in baseball. 
Uh, I guess you could call me a fanboy because I, I collect jerseys. Um, I, I, have, I have a couple of Mike Trout jerseys, a couple of Garrett Andersons, even a Frankie Rodriguez jersey. And I was I was actually fortunate to go to a spring train when Vladimir Guerrero first signed with the Angels, and I got him to sign my uh, my jersey as framed. Uh, Vladdy Daddy was one of my other heroes on the Angels, and that was uh, the glory years of uh, the 2000s. No, that's good. Uh, I, Derek, have you ever been able to get out to Tempe at all for spring training? Not yet. Not yet. I'm a teacher. Before that, I, you know, it's not really going to happen. And then before that, I did my time in the military. So the years have not been good to me in trying to get out for Tempe. One of these years, I'll get out there. One of these, one of these days, I'll be able to sneak away. Yeah, that's definitely for any fan out there that has not, especially if you're you know, based in SoCal, I, there's no reason why you sh- that you shouldn't at least spend a weekend out there. It's awesome. The the, the fan uh, experience is ten times better than you see at a regular game, just because the players always seem to be more uh, less stressful. Let's put it that way. They know that games don't count. They're there to get work. They're more uh, likely to sign a couple of things. More likely to have a conversation with you. So it's always a great time to get out to uh, spring training. So I want to thank you guys again, um, Derek. Go ahead. You can go first and. Uh, Tell, tell the people where they can reach you, where they can see your, uh, hear your podcast and uh, all your social media stuff. Well, you can find Talking Halos at Talking Halos on Twitter, also on Facebook. Our podcast itself is anywhere podcasting. If I were housed on Spreaker, find us on Apple Music, just we're everywhere. I mean, we're kind of like a virus. I hate, you know, we're, we're everywhere. So check us out. Again, that's Talking Halos. You can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo, D-C-I-A-P-A-L-A. And uh, that's all I got for you. And it's, and it's super close to uh, football season. So you want to give a shout out to you. I know you have a, a football podcast. You also do you want to give a shout out for that? Well, I appreciate that as well. Football season is getting in our way. And we do have Rams Talk Radio. Um, we have three podcasts on our network, Rams Talk Radio, Butting Heads, and our rated R podcast, Rams and Center, because they, yeah, they're they're inappropriate. But hey, they're part of our team, and we love them anyways. So yeah, Rams talk. Nick, where they can where can they find you? Uh, I don't do Twitter or Instagram, but you can find me on uh, Facebook at Nick Kearns. Um, love the Angels, go Angels! Awesome. Uh, thank you guys again for spending some time um, on here on uh, on the podcast, and uh, thanks a lot. You're welcome. You got it. So that was my interview with the guys over there at Talking Halos. Again, they do a really good job. They're does a really great job um, with everything with the podcast. Definitely give them, uh, check them out on Twitter and on uh, anywhere, probably where you're listening from this podcast, they have theirs on there too. So um, stuck in traffic, listen to one on the way to work, listen to one on the way back. Again, ours is mostly weekly. Then we have an occasional uh, interview on like this. But for the most part, ours is weekly. Theirs is probably like three or four times a week. And then, like I said, Locked On Angels is daily. So um, definitely give it a shot. Before we go, I'd like to take a second to introduce our friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deals, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. And green dot makes a great deal, yellow dot means good deal, and red dot means not so good deal. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. 
What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the ticket. So again, um, thanks to the guys at Talking Halos uh, for taking some time out. Uh, you know, we recorded fairly late, and like I said, Derek's in uh, East Coast time, so it's really late for him right now. But again, thank you guys. Um, hope you enjoy the podcast. We will be back, I believe, Thursday um, as I look at the calendar. Yeah, Thursday the 8th, I believe, is our next regular scheduled podcast. But definitely follow us on Instagram and on um, Twitter. It's, you know, Halo underscore Haven. Help us out. Spread the word. Uh, tell a friend. Tell a buddy. Tell a coworker about the podcast. Trying to spread the word. Trying to grow this thing a little bit at a time. So um, any, any little help would be much appreciated. But until then, I'm Down Garcia. And we will talk to you uh, later this week. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. 
The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.